They just have to get somewhere they can blast it hard. I would put it I'm on the bus. You could fit the pickles. You could put the pickles in there. You could fit the pickles in there. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggin Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. <laughs> and rules are just suggestions. I like the pipe. Made up as we go along. Shut up, Corn. Fuck you. And who knows what you'll find here? Maybe heaven or your worst fears. Whatever it may be, it's yours to keep forever. Just in time, you've entered a rabbit hole. Please go down further. Where there's philosophy hidden within stupidity. My uh, nipples are sweating. <laughs> what are they doing to that chicken? <laughs> they're punching holes in it. You know, what, I want to teabag Hank Azaria. He can make weird noises. You're fucking weird. You guys are horrible. Bunion rings? Like, I, I wouldn't eat those. What the fuck? Hey. Even if it was Paul Bunyan themed, like, you know Anyone? what I mean? Like flannel onion rings or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Fuck you. It's a sunny, shiny day. Yeah. <laughs> Fat people need love, too. Stone mutations. That doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. We'll work on that one later. You are just in time. We are two of the JT baggers. DJ Van Nielsen. Norman Blentz. Anchor edition. Yes, another one. Although this one corn should be involved in. It's, it's opposite land. But that's okay. Well, you've clicked on the title. You know what the title is. Do I remember the title? Maybe. Let's see if I can remember it after this this little ditty by John Franklin Smith. Some movies suck and some are great, but our reviews are always late. Late reviews with the boys from Just In Time. So yeah, before we get into it, We'll thank Mr. John Friggin Smith for his lovely song, Yours to Keep, from the album Songs of the Great Collapse, which can be found sitting right there at johnfriggensmith.com. Just go over there and click it. Click play on one of them songs there. Listen to it. Listen to it while you're listening to us. Play it in the background. You know how to open two tabs, mofo. Don't act weird. And just to give him a little bit more clout, sometimes you don't want to listen to just us. You want to just listen to him. Ah. Sip on some coffee. Relax. Great yeah. music. Haven't you ever wanted to know what that song sounds like without our weird commentary thrown into it? Bunion rings and such. I, I That's probably the I, only time I've ever been able to say that without smiling. I'm not going to lie. That, I had it replay in my head, though. That's why I was smiling right now. But, uh, yeah. I had to take a a moment of silence for this particular one. Quiet Place Part Two. Technically, the 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 first, the first of the uh, Corn and I returning to the movie theater, which was fun. The, the the floors were just as sticky as they always were before. Like they 
Not only did they not clean it, but they made sure to actively keep spilling soda on it while they were closed for a year. Just to make sure it came back sticky. Like, nah, you come in there, it's going to be just how you left it, motherfucker. Which was cool. The menu was a lot shorter at the snack bar. The box office isn't even in use. Get your tickets and your snacks in the same spot, which kind of makes you wonder, like, why didn't they do this all along? Just put the snack bar in the box office together in the front. I don't make these decisions. I just know a lot of their menu was covered up. It, it made me a little bit sad seeing that. Like, damn it, I used to come in here and get, like, pizza and shit like that. And that first time was the only time we actually tried to get food for Quiet Place. You got any hot dogs? We got one. <laughs> and it wasn't like a, we got one, but we can heat up more if you guys really want hot dogs. There you go. We got dog. Yeah, we have a hot dog. You guys can cut it in half if you want. You guys got butter knives or something? No. You got to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, these microwaved buns, damn near impossible to rip. No, it's hard. <laughs> like, I don't care what they do. It's always going to be hard. And the the hot dog itself is going to be a bit rubbery, too. So ripping it, you're not going to get an even rip. It's okay to have one of these shit dogs when it's your own dog. <laughs> yeah. But if you're splitting one, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. So we we just had to stick with the soda. Just, you know, medium, medium cola, which ends up being fucking about a goddamn liter of cola. They actually... Medium is no joke at the movie theater. I mean, it's $8, so it better be no joke. I don't know if it's actually $8, but you know, you get the... Yeah, it might be. It's fucking (laughs) It it might seriously be. The larges are too big to fit in the cup holders, I think. You have to put it on the the lap. That's weird, too. Why would you even make a cup that doesn't fit in the cup holder? You're asking for a mess. Don't give me a bucket of soda. And not Don't give me, me a, a table, dude. Just give me a bucket box. Like in, <laughs> instead of the cup holder, just a bucket. Yeah, they had tables in this particular theater too that we were watching Quiet Place too, and it was, was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, the the return to the theater was it was nice. We got there like twenty minutes before the scheduled you know time, so we were the only ones in the theater for the first like fifteen minutes. We were chilling, and it was kind of nice. It was. It was quiet and just you know, it was a quiet place. Empty. Yeah, it was just one of those like we were just chilling there. We were just, we were talking at regular volume instead of whispering like the the weird anti socials we are. You still whisper even when the lights are on. We're whispering now almost. And we're alone. <laughs> but yeah, people did start showing up. Not a whole lot, but you know, people. It seemed like they were all sitting in the rows surrounding us though too. It was kind of annoying, like they didn't spread out. And don't don't get me wrong. It's not because of like safety that I want them to spread out. It's just because I don't like people. Get away from me. Take, okay, your, so- <laughs> take your children further back. Take them as close to the door as possible. Yeah, that's smart, actually. <laughs> Run the little fuckers right out to the bathroom if you need to. Oh, I was going to say bad things after that. Well, who are you going to say? What, what reason did you think? I was saying to sit, seat your kids next to the door, as close to the door as possible. No, I was thinking after you take them to the bathroom. Oh, whoop their ass? No, I was darker than that. Oh, you're talking about like you, you're you going to take someone else's kids? 
to the bathroom? You're hoping the kid disappear or something? I don't know. Yeah, sure. You can say that. <laughs> it's so fucked up. The, uh, the, yeah, Quiet Place Part 2. <laughs> I've said the title like three times and I've said nothing about the movie. Yeah, it picks up pretty much right where it left off with the family leaving the house after, you know, John Krasinski screams himself to death. Actually starts off with a prologue kind of thing too, uh, like a before, before the, the event or the, the day of, you know what I mean? The, the last day of normalcy. It was kind of nice because you get to see the, that small town that they were in, that you saw them scavenging and shit in the first one, but seeing it alive and people were watching the baseball game that the boys playing in and such. And, well, one thing you do notice is that the, uh, the the main couple there, Krasinski and his wife, that I think that's the whole reason they had this prologue sequence or whatever, was just to have John Krasinski appear in the movie again. But it worked because they were, you know, obviously with the deaf daughter, the whole family already knew sign language and such. And they applied it in everyday life. And, you know, there's a there's a moment where they're, you know, they're at a small distance from each other. And instead of yelling, they just make eye contact and sign it to each other. It's kind of nice, like foreshadowing, you know. But foreshadowing after it happens. But yeah, uh... You find out where these fucking creatures come Well, you don't find out where they come from. There's no finding out that stuff. Maybe like in like 20 years if they keep making these movies, you know. But they they, they get a portable amp and hook up that. You saw the first one, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying not to spoil too much also, by the way. Because this, this one I know you said you did intend on watching. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> it actually seems very interesting. <laughs> Oh. But I have to, I do have to, you know. What I mean, there are certain some parts I can at least, you know, throw in there. The fucking uh, they got a portable lamp. They're walking. They have the the big, you know, the big step of the movie is them leave uh walking so far that there's no more sand on the trail. And uh, they're they're venturing, vent, venturing beyond their their usual, you know, stuff. And uh, yeah, they've they've got a they've got the hearing aid thing hooked up to a little amp, so they can just just kind of weaponize it whenever they need to. I don't, I don't know what's powering the amp because usually even small amps, like I don't even see battery holes in those. Yeah, <laughs> don't those usually got to plug into a wall? Uh, but uh, some some small ones. You yeah, need. yeah. We'll just say there's a battery operated version that she's got and, and that they've got. And, the, the, okay, I'll say a downside. I'll say one downside. C- picking up a story right where you left off, pretty much, when you have child actors, is not always the best move. Especially when you got a boy that was very, was like, what, eight, nine? Something the first like one. that. Yeah, he was really young. And is now going through puberty in the second one. But it's supposed to be like maybe two weeks after the first one. Yeah, and it lets out pretty early on. I'll give away one piece. I don't. I will. You can. You can always tell if I really do like a movie because I don't want to give away a lot. Not just to you, rookie, but also to the to the listener too. That's one. It, that's how you know it's a recommended one. But I will give away this part. There's a part very early on in the movie 
That boy walks, they're walking, and that boy walks into a fucking, steps into a bear trap. And that's where you hear the puberty voice, because he screams. And it's just like every prepubescent fucking boy scream you've ever heard. That combination of fucking attempted rasp and, I'm a man, but I'm still a boy. But <laughs> the other than that, though, I didn't. You know, I'm, I'm again trying not to give too much away. But yeah, uh, Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy. I've heard it pronounced both ways. I, 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 it doesn't matter enough to me to figure out which one is which. Well, it's not like I know the guy, so I can't ask him. But he 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 he's in there with his uh the nice gray beard. Dark Knight was a long time ago. Yeah, he's aged. <laughs> Pretty. We nicks. Upper room. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> upper room. I still love that movie. We need to do like a breakdown of that movie or something. Why it's honestly one of the best comedies. <laughs> Why it's la- Eddie Murphy's last big hurrah that nobody appreciates. They really don't. The critics didn't appreciate it. That's right along our alley of our theme that we've been going with lately, too. But, uh, <laughs> hit a revisiting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, he, uh, turns out he, like, he knew the family and shit. He, he, he knew them. And apparently from, he was like up in a mountain and shit. And, you know, he's, he's struggling with his own because, you know, everybody in a situation like that is going to have one thing in common and that's loss. Whether it's a zombie situation or any kind of apocalyptic type of situation, surviving doesn't mean you're going, you're unscathed. Even if you're not, even if physically you're not harmed, mentally. Yeah. Apparently there's a lot of people just using bottles as traps. Booby trap, yeah, yeah. Remember Warriors when the guy's fucking... Ding, ding. Yeah. That's that's the booby trap of the century, apparently, for the for this one. I, I can't give that much away. <laughs> so, yeah. Should draw those things in. Now, the one thing that was weird was he didn't even act surprised. There, he's, there's a moment he's, he's watching this boy fucking screaming like a bitch. Obviously, one of them creatures comes at him. They hold up the amp. Turn on the hearing aid and whatnot. Shoot it. Knock it down. This dude doesn't even act surprised to see that. And he's never done it or anything. Like, just looks at it like, hmm. They should still get the fuck out of here. Fuck that. If I'm in a situation like that and I don't know how to kill these things and someone comes along and is able to do it super easy. Fairly an inconvenience. Yeah, it... Uh, yeah, yeah, I would be. I would at least want to want to chat with them, wouldn't you? Give me, give me some tips and tricks, man. How in the fuck? Yeah, did you just do that? <laughs> How did you learn that? How did you even? What kind of weird, fucked up, happy accident did you pull off to cause this? That is somewhat of a downside, though, too, is that now it's like, okay, they got a full-on weapon against these things. They should never be scared of them again. 
They just have to get somewhere that can blast it hard. Indeed. So, <laughs> well, this one was this this particular episode is not supposed to be a very very hugely long one, especially because I'm like dancing around. I'll say the daughter was awesome again. Uh, I don't remember the characters' names in these movie in that movie or the first one, to be honest. I think that I think Krasinski's name was Lee. That's as far as it goes, as far as my knowledge right now. <laughs> but uh, the daughter, who is played by an actual deaf person, there there's a funny moment there too with uh, her and uh, Murphy, or, or yeah, whatever. Is that even his last name? Am I fucking yeah? High? Cillian okay. Murphy. Yeah, or... I'm, I'm, yeah. Fucking uh, he's he's talking to her like expecting her to read his lips and shit but he's talking to her with like a hick accent he's got a beard and he's like kind of mumbling and shit and she grabs his face looks him dead in his face and just enunciate <laughs> i had to make sure i could actually say it before i even <laughs> like yeah, that's that's the one word you're not supposed to stumble on but yeah there's uh so yeah, there, there's there's some good adventure. I'll, I'll say that. I can I can say that much. There, there's, you know, the the boy does try to become more of a manly type. He, he's still a scrawny little bitch boy, but you know, yeah, he's got to fend for his family. Yeah, there is a bit of a questionable moment though, because uh, there there there's a scene. I'll I'll, just, I'll there's a scene. I won't I won't put too much context on it story wise and whatnot. But there's a scene where there's just there's a limited amount of oxygen in a in a particular room, and it's him and the baby. And you know they had the little you know the little fucking uh, mask for the baby and shit. He takes it from the baby, and you know inhales the baby's oxygen. For how long? A few seconds, and then gives it back, and then kind of is going back and forth and shit. But it. Yeah, I know. I know. There's the, there's a, that little bit of a thought of like, don't you just let yourself suffocate and let the baby live as long as possible? Like, but at the same time, don't you don't you kind of need to be alive to protect the baby? When if you, when you watch it, you'll you'll know you'll see it happen, and you'll you you know. I understand that a hundred percent. Because it's like, okay, yeah, go ahead, just let the baby live. But a baby is a baby. A baby's going to die without you. So if you can save her another two minutes to try to figure out how the fuck not to die. Yeah. The, the, fucking the, fight or flight, and you fight. <laughs> fuck yeah. that baby's extra two minutes. That's two minutes longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was only like questionable part kind of with it but honestly that's a, that's a small that's a small scene and the rest of the movie was still it it didn't you you can't when the creatures are still pretty much the same as the first one you can't really bring many surprises from these creatures you know you can learn a little bit more about them but not not too much but uh you know some of the some of the fear factor is gone that's pretty much what I'm saying. Once you, especially once you've seen more than one of them get their head blown off by them, like whatever that that hearing aid strategy is, like foolproof, hundred percent accuracy. 
but at the same time, that's one of those, like you said, it, you, you, at the, that becomes somewhat, I think, one of the choices is do you, do you pretty much just survive with your tool that can, you know, keep you alive? Or do you try to actually, you know, spread that word to the world? Both of those questions are completely like morality questions. Yeah, because you, you're taking a risk if you're trying to if you try to spread that message out to the world. If you try to you know reach out to anybody, because again, in apocalyptic situations, like I said before, people people's mentalities are put to the test, and some of them are broken, especially in a situation where there's pretty much no hope, or at least none visible. So sometimes your biggest enemy isn't even the alien fucking things or whatever. It's people. Good old-fashioned human beings. Four days after COVID actually got declared a national emergency, toilet paper was out everywhere. Yep. Fucking animals. People are. So imagine if a true, like, invasion happened. Or not saying, like, COVID's, not like, great. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Not a... Everyone's no, going to instantly shown. die from just making a noise. People people have shown fucking any situation that's life-threatening like that for everybody like that. People are very selfish and douchey. And that's without actually losing internet and power and all that shit. So yeah, you take all that away, people are definitely going fucking psycho. People were, there's people just preparing for that kind of a moment and shit. They've got guns and machetes just for those times. And that's scary. But this movie, though, I, I actually, I, I enjoyed it. Me and Corn actually were both pretty, pretty satisfied, you know, with the continuation. Fucking uh, Emily Blunt is just awesome. I'm all, I've gotten close to watching her Mary Poppins movie more than once. I watched halfway through, fell asleep, not because the movie was bad. Yeah, I have, I I keep I fall telling asleep myself nowadays I'm all the time it. during movies I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling myself I'm gonna watch it, but then I'm like, ah, if someone walks in and I'm just sitting here watching Mary Poppins, am I gonna get made fun of? Yeah, they could eat a dick. Yeah, I know, but like, still, I wouldn't judge you for <laughs> sitting by yourself watching Mary Poppins. I'm just going to have a Disney princess day one day. Okay, then I might slightly... Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Okay? I do it with my time what I can do with my time. And if I want to watch Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and all the fucking classics... Mulan. Yeah. I might just just stick with... Just watch Mulan and call it a day, honestly. Watch Mulan and the Mary Poppins. Yeah. (laughs) Done. Yeah. The... Let's be real. Mulan's the easiest one to sell to boys. Like, or at least like She's in the nineties, it was the easiest one to sell to boys because you know, and because Eddie Murphy. Yep. Fuck your live action Mulans. I still haven't watched that. It's a you don't have to pay extra anymore for it, but I still. That's the problem. <laughs> Not saying I would pay any extra. It's like, no, you motherfuckers try to make me pay extra for something that you're releasing on your subscription thing that you make me pay for already. Stop double tapping me. Yeah. Look at HBO. I I swear to God, we're not sponsored by HBO Max. But they're fucking slowly starting to win, guys. You guys need to pull shit out of your ass. Yeah. 
there's another podcast streaming available that I have been forgetting to mention on this year's show. This year, just in time, the GNT bag, rabbit hole, whatnots. But uh, in a bit of irony, uh, there's, a, there's an episode that we did, I think back in like 2018 or something like that, called Rolling the Dice. Uh, I listened to it recently just to see if I how much shit that I talked. It was actually Corn. Corn talked all kinds of shit about D and D and well, just D and D in general, Dungeons and Dragons. Well, a slight bit of irony. I've actually joined up with a well, just a few other podcasters, and we're doing a random, you know, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It sounds weird just saying those words out loud like that on here but yeah it's called misfits and misfortunes i've actually been putting the links in the last several episodes i just haven't been you know it hasn't been mentioned but yeah there's a link in the in the show notes or whatever click it check it out i have zero experience in any tabletop rpg type shit so it's kind of weird i'm not um not always good with the imagination Especially during battle. I suck. The dice. They, they throw me off. But yeah. We'll see ya. We'll, we'll see ya. We'll see ya. Soon. I feel like I just got flipped off by Captain America. <laughs>